senses nearly overpowered by the scent of sweat and gunpowder and onions. Thomas followed his nose through the first Adori volunteers, searching for his greatcoat. When his uncle, Lord Stoven, had ordered the hunt pack out before dawn, Thomas had left his coat folded on Lieutenant Harry Kincaid's saddle, up out of the dew. His cousins might think it funny to hide his uniform, mask the scent, force him to hunt it out, to go naked or stay in fur, but not Harry. Since their first days at school, they'd been as inseparable as duties and responsibilities allowed, and Thomas trusted Harry to keep safe the only clothing he had with him. Unfortunately, the first— along with the remains of the armies from the overrun duchies of Pyron and Trayton, had moved into battle formation while he was gone, and Thomas had only a vague idea where Harry was. He felt the soldiers' attention on him as he passed. They might not know for certain who he was, but given that he currently looked like a black wolf, they knew what. For many of them, this had to be the first time they'd seen a member of the pack so close. Because they couldn't know how acute his hearing was, he chose to ignore comments on his size, his color, and the unfortunate fact he had burrs in his tail. Finally decided to join us, Lord Hagen, Harry's voice cut through the ambient noise. Thomas raised his head. Harry stood by his pony, a little apart from his men, holding the missing greatcoat. Two quick steps and a leap over the head of a sitting soldier, too startled to do anything but swear, put him at Harry's side. He changed and turned at Harry's gesture, allowing the other man to slide the sleeves up over his arms grimacing as the fabric came in contact with filthy skin. He needed a long bath and the vigorous application of a scrub brush. If you mean did I decide to spend the remainder of the day sitting around with you doing nothing, he replied, tightening the belt and turning, then yes. Then I'm thrilled to give you the pleasure of my company.'